Hey all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I'm here with Squeaks. Squeaks. And Jonathan. Hello. And I'm Frank, I forgot me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how you guys been doing? Wonderful. Good, good. Good, good, good. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking about Far Cry 6, Forza, Blizzard getting into more trouble, Nintendo Direct, that's what I'm really excited about. Uh, we're going to discuss the Emmys a little bit, and Marvel might be losing the rights to most of their characters. So we'll talk about all that here in a bit. First, I got a question for you guys. What would you name the first city on the moon and why? Jada, let's start with you. So, of course, I'd like to go with something Star Trek, but that's not realistic for like our world, I think. I will stop uh, you for a second, Jonathan. We uh, named a moon Vulcan because yeah. of Star Trek. So I think we're all bored a little good. bit. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I was thinking like, you should name it after Neil Armstrong because he was the first man to set foot on the moon. But I still feel like everything revolving around Neil Armstrong is the, it's the biggest slap in the face to Buzz Aldrin, who was just the guy right behind him, also on the, the mission. So, uh, and I'm sure Neil Armstrong has plenty of credit already. Uh, so neither of them, but I would rather, and I'm no, you know, astrophysicist or anything like that. I don't, I don't know all the history behind our missions, but, um, you know, find somebody else who is specifically recognized for developing the technology we needed to make it to the moon and then name it after them specifically. I mean, I know that's, that's super vague and not specific at all, but, uh, I think it'd be better to recognize some of the other key players in that, not just the, the people that get all the attention for, you know going there but the people that help send them okay i'm gonna go with neil degrasse tysonville um <laughs> there you go <laughs> all right, all okay right. you threw the villa at the end <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a mouthful i will admit uh it's because i think that he's he's kind of in the middle of sparking kind of like how bill and i the science guy did he's sparking a generation of future scientists right now and uh i know for myself he's gotten me more interested in the cosmos and uh he is awesome, and I would love to see him on the moon, like dedicating the new city after himself. So yeah, Neil deGrasse Tysonville. It's a bit. Maybe we could cut it down to like Tysonville, but I want yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, NDTville. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what do you got, Squeaks? I'm gonna go with um, a New Hope. This one. Oh, nice. That's a new thing. That's what I'm thinking. It's a. It sounds like a fresh new start into a whole new chapter. In the human race, so that's yeah, what, that's what I'm you don't going want for. to be new New York, <laughs> a new new hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I wanted to have some actual hope in life into this instead of letting yeah. New York. Right. <laughs> so. I, I'm down with that. I mean, we could straight up call it Coruscant too. I'm just saying, we could throw that mm. out there as well. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it takes for me to become a Jedi with the Wookiee by my side, I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> would you guys go to the moon if they had like, hey, we're starting a city? Uh, would you guys like to be part of that first mission? Fuck no, I'm scared of shit. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't, I think it'd be the kind of people that don't have anything on earth to live for. So yeah. then it's like, well, if I die, because it's it's so, if if you could be That's there. Right, like, though. Would, That's right. Well, yeah. it's just sad because my answer is like, fuck yeah, even if it's one way trip, I'm on my way. And it's like, you, oh, that's right. You guys are both dead. <laughs> and I'm like, can I bring a there, Game Boy? <laughs> like, like Star Trek or just hop in a shuttlecraft and it takes you there in 45 minutes. Like that would be great. But yeah. the fact that it's, you know, a extremely deadly trip to even make it there. And then yeah. once you're there, landing is, you know, you're probably going to die. And then if you do land, okay, well, you got to survive in an atmosphere that's not made for you. So, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. and then, yeah, if you ever want to come back, good luck. I, I, I would be, I'd sign up so fast. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be dead. So yeah. I think I'd be dead before the time they actually makes it so comfortable that it just feels like you're going to an airport. 
and on a plane, smooth sailing there to there, and then land. You're like, oh, here you are. No yeah. effort. You just want to like, yeah, like in Futurama, you just want to visit the moon yeah, yeah. theme park. He wants to, yeah, yeah the Disneyland. Exactly. <laughs> he wants to go to, to Disney on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, though, once they, once they get situated with an M-class planet, which is far past our lifetimes, but that's where I would rather go is visit some other M-class planet, like uh, yeah. the Avatar movie. Yeah, cool. Pandora. That's so yeah. far away. That's going to be, yeah. uh, that'll be a bit. But yeah. it'll happen eventually. You never know. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Ninja Buzz. Ninja Buzz is a marketplace which makes it easier to connect the right advertiser with the right podcast. They're the Airbnb of advertisers and podcasters. They match companies and podcasters based off of shared interest. That way, the advertiser is reaching an audience interested in their products. The podcasters are talking about a topic they care about, and the listeners are hearing ads tailored to them. We have many podcasters that listen to Geek Freaks, and we want to invite you all to check out Ninja Buzz. If you have any questions, feel free to DM us. We'll also have a link to Ninja Buzz in the description. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and get into the news. We have Far Cry 6. They're going to be doing ray tracing only on the PC. They say it's because they wanted to focus on the 4K and the textures for consoles. I think like, okay, yeah, but the PC could do the, the 4K and the, you know, everything as well. So if you have a gaming PC versus a console, which way are you going with this? What do you think, Squeaks? Um, I don't, uh, I think I'm going to go, you said ray tracing for only on the PC, Craig. So I think I'm more of like at a certain point, and I've said this before, you can only see so much, okay? If you would give me the beautiful textures, the, the ray tracing on the PC, it's going to be like, well, I don't care what the console is, 4K, this thing looks gorgeous right now. Right. So I think I I mean, I'm more of a performance over visuals, really. So if I have to like most of my games, I always my first thing is dumb down the shadows because I really don't care about the shadows. I care more about like, hey, I want to make sure I'm running 100 plus frames per second. And I mean, I think with the ray tracing and the texture being focused, it's going to look gorgeous anyway. So, yeah. Now that you say that, yeah, that is one of the first settings I turned down too. for yeah. for that to be like such a game changer for a lot of people. That is one of the first things they turned down. Uh, I can't wait to get my hands on like Horizon Forbidden West and stuff like that. That game is going to look so beautiful. And to think like they're going to have like those shadows on that game was going to look really cool. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not impressed by Far Cry 6's graphics as is that we're seeing. I think it might take it too long for them to develop. It looks like Far Cry 5 graphics, in my opinion, uh, which is, you know, last gen. Um, but yeah, Jonathan, what, what are your thoughts on ray tracing? Is that is it important to you? I mean, I think it's it's important because it's the next step in evolving our you know gaming experience. but. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if this isn't like Sony kind of uh, cutting corners on console development and console game development yeah. and leaning more towards into to PC gaming because I, I think we're seeing in general that that's the, where the industry is going, that the consoles are kind of fading away. Ubisoft, yeah. Ubisoft's on the big thing, but yeah, I hear oh, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that might be the case. That might be the case where they're just kind of like, look, we know what's going to sell games in the future because I think they're finding out that games sell longer on the pc than they do on the console you know mm -hmm. so consoles are much more one and done um yeah i don't i don't really god i'd like to care about ray tracing but i don't care about it enough for it to, really? to make mm -hmm. to sway me you know mm -hmm. so that's gonna do you care about what what it will future what will be developed in the future because ray tracing is being made right now yeah and then the, there are those times where they show like minecraft with ray tracing on and you're like that's a different game mm -hmm. uh, yeah. we're so yeah 
I guess I just don't have a good enough graphics card to care enough for ray tracing. I'm sure if I had like a card that was made for ray tracing and all that stuff like that, I'd be all over it. Because um, mm. it, it adds so much more, you know, depth to the lighting. It's dynamic, you know, like lighting, right? So imagine yeah. like once they really pay more attention to doing that with sound, with audio, and you, you walk through a canyon and you hear an echo because of a creature that you just shot an arrow at and its echo is actually bouncing off the walls around you, not being pre-simulated. Yeah. Like, you know, that might be the future there. And then creatures responses that are based on, you know, there's a deer in the woods a quarter mile away that heard you shoot that arrow. So now he's actually heading for a valley. So, you know, they'll be actually more responsive to, you know, just more depth being developed in these games. That would be pretty cool. If, if this proves to be valuable to the consumers. Yeah. There is a item in world of Warcraft that you could drink that makes the night time looks, makes it look darker at night and like the lighting better. It actually mm-hmm. like simulates ray tracing and it's just this potion you drink. It's like a toy, but I often carry a stack on me just to kind of like, if I have to fly a lot or do some cruising around, put that on, it makes the game look so much better. So I guess the deal is we will miss ray tracing once it becomes more mainstream, right? Mm-hmm. Probably what you're thinking there. Yeah. I was going to say, what do we have right now that's we're really utilizing ray tracing with what games? Because maybe yeah. it's just too new that we don't really... I don't know. I guess the have a next for it Skyrim, yet. I think, is going to be one that's going to really crack that bad boy open because they yeah. have the the Sky a new Skyrim coming out. I think in November because of course they do. Um, and uh, it's the tenth anniversary version, and it's going to have the full ray tracing and everything like that. And it, so that might be the one that's like, you know, stop yeah. it all. And I mean, the pioneers I, of the technology. Yeah. Are you guys first of all? Are you guys picking up that new Skyrim? I know I am, which is silly, but I know I'm. <sighs> I feel like I should because I haven't really dedicated myself to a game before. Yeah, you know. it's a lot of time. Have you ever beaten it, Squeaks? No, I haven't. So that's why I think maybe I will jump in. On All this. right. Yeah. If you jump in, let's jump in together. We'll kind of compare our experiences. I'm normally yeah. a kind of a guy that likes to like sneak around with a bow and arrow. Yeah. What kind of what kind of gameplay do you like? Um, honestly, I try to find something different because I'm usually used to playing just that melee knight. So sometimes I try to do sorcery. Honestly, with this one, I'll just go with the adventure with you. So if you want me to do like a, a night swinging and you want to be the sneak around guy, I'm down for that. Well, I don't think we could have co-op, but if, if that was oh, the fuck, case, I didn't cool. think about that. Yeah, God. but I don't think it's co-op. I think we're just doing our own thing. Just imagine if it was, though. I know. Man, that'd be really cool. <laughs> yeah, shoot. Maybe I'll try wizard then or some type of like spell casting. Yeah. I hear that if you go sword and shield, it's the most complicated, but like that actually has like combos and stuff like that, too. So if you ever try sword and shield. Hmm. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next thing here. Forza Horizon 5 multiplayer. We got some details on that. A couple of things that are important here. We have a playground mode and a battle royale mode. Kind of signs of the time, right? Is what we're we're seeing here. Uh, do you guys see yourself playing a battle royale mode of racing? What do you think? So, uh, what are you doing? right it's probably like if you're racing or whatever and then the person in last place drops out and that keeps happening like every three minutes is this this mario kart like are you trying to knock each other off the track kind of thing (laughs) that would be dope actually (laughs) i would play that Uh, yeah i mean that sounds pretty cool actually i like that if like every lap if you're the last one you get kicked out i kind of like that yeah yeah it's fun if you're in last place like if you're like almost in last place, basically where you have to like, yeah. but if you're in first place all the whole time, just cause you're a good driver, yeah, it'll, it'll be a pretty boring match for, I guess that's the case for Fortnite too, really. When you're just like, well, there's nobody around me, so I'm surviving and winning, but you and know, then you still, win with the one kill. Right. Exactly. <laughs> which I've done it. I've done it where I'm like hiding in a bush. I'm like, 
I'm sorry, dude. I know you have like 14 kills and you fought your way here. I was camping. <laughs> so yeah. you're dead. Yeah. Um, I think it's either going to do really good or really bad. Like, I don't think there'll be any in between because this, uh, from to, in my experience, if you like racing games, then you play racing games. But if you're not huge into them, you don't touch them. Like, I don't care. I, back in the day, maybe I played a couple here or there. But nowadays, it's like, I don't care to play a racing game. It's a very specific kind of gameplay that's different than all these other, you know, run and gun kind of games. So, and the fact that you're going to take a racing game and then try to get the Battle Royale fans that aren't playing racing games traditionally and merge those together, I don't think there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of people that are already interested in it, but if they try it, maybe it'll catch fire and become a big thing. But I think they're, they're banking on that. I think if it's just another game mode, yeah, you're right. It'll either catch on or it'll be ignored. Um, you're right there for sure. The playground mode, what do you guys think about that? Where it's a thing where... If you think about it this way, Fortnite has a version of this too, but but another way to look at it is like Grand Theft Auto, where like, oh, if you go to this area, you could race over here. If you go over here, you can get on a plane and try to go through the loops. It's just like a bunch of mini games on an open map. Could you find, I already see John like shaking his head no. Could you see yourself <laughs> wasting your time on this? <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be boring. I mean, it'd just be too, too loose. I, I don't know. But again, that's, that's just me thinking as a person who doesn't really care for racing games. So yeah. maybe the people that like racing games want to be able to, have their competitive games and just kind of play it around and explore the city. Maybe if they make it a really big city. I mean, I, I know some other games we've played like Crackdown. It's kind of fun just to explore. So maybe sure. it'll be, you know, more fun in a car. I mean, I'm thinking like you should be able to get out of the car and climb buildings, but um, you just uh, obviously, Crackdown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Obviously it's made for uh, racing and made, made to be played in a car. So uh, that'll probably be, you know, be fun to explore the city. I guess. Yeah. Squeaks, you ever think about uh, playing the playground mode in a racing game like this? Yeah, I think it would be pretty neat because I mean, they're going to do the expansion of that universe. So like if you're saying you could get on a plane and then fly around for racing, okay, I could appreciate that. Kind of like uh, what would we see with uh, like Crew. Crew was a multiplayer racing right. type game. So I can kind of see how this world of racing games period can be expanding and try to do new things instead of just, Hey, you're selected on the track and you're, we're trying to make the best like Gran Turismo. Uh, when PlayStation showed that off, we look at visuals and how real it feels and what the track looks like. Um, there, we're going to expand from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think you're right there. That's a good way to look at it. To me, it reminds me of the days back when we used to have like one game cause that was what our allowance could buy. And so <laughs> you try to maximize your time on that. So it's like, yeah, we can't afford another game, so guess what? We're going to go play, like, Balloon Catch on a racing game or some stupid thing like that. <laughs> so, we'll see. I think nowadays kids just don't have that long of an attention, attention span either. Like, they could get a free app, you know, on the phones to fill in the gaps. So, we'll have to see what happens there. All right. Blizzard's in more hot water. Uh, we're not going to talk too long on this one because a lot of this stuff is already carried over from the California lawsuit. But the SEC now is investigating Activision Blizzard. Uh, and in this time... Instead of it being focused on Blizzard, it's actually company-wide. They're even bringing in Bobby Kotick, CEO, into this. Um, the difference between the two lawsuits, so that these lawsuits stem from sexual harassment, gender discrimination, right, that from before, the difference is the SEC represents the stockholders, essentially. So did the um, trial or reveal of the sexual harassment at the company make the stocks plummet so much that the stockholders feel cheated out because like, it was mismanagement? That's where we're at right now. Uh, I personally, I think, yeah, they messed up. If you, if you guys were having, you know, letting sexual harassment happen at your uh, company, putting my money that I invested in you at risk, 
you done messed up. What do you guys think about this? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that's just, it's obviously bad management to allow sexual harassment in the workplace. Right. Um, but you have to understand that any kind of mistreating of your employees is is going to affect not only your, your image, but their productivity and the quality of their work. So you're going to make a inferior product and everyone's going to see it. The, the consumers are going to see it and be like, what the, what the fuck are these guys doing over there? Uh, and like, you know, we're kind of a little, a little bit betrayed that Activision Blizzard would allow their employees to be treated like that. You don't right. kind of don't want to buy their product anymore because you're like, well, these poor people were, you know, being harassed and, and, you know, abused at work. That's not fair. And you want them to, to see, you know, retribution and compensation for all they went through. Uh, so of course I think the stockholders are definitely, maybe not intentionally, I don't know how the law is written, but I don't think they're intentionally, you know, losing money because of this, but definitely I think that this is, has to be taking a, a unnecessary impact on Activision Blizzard's uh, stocks. Yeah. And immediately after they did drop, they've, they've been rebounding pretty good, but they did drop immediately afterwards. And yeah, they, if, if I was invested in a company and because of you guys' mismanagement, I'd want somebody fined. I'd want Bobby Kotick out for sure. Mm. And uh, that's the thing is Bobby Kotick, through the stockholders' eyes, has always been like this like golden boy because he keeps making money. But we know why he's making money. It's because of Warzone and the the selling mounts in World of Warcraft. Like He's really good at making money because he's screwing over the players, in my opinion. Mm. And... Now it's like, okay, some, retrib some retribution for us at least a little bit. Like, uh, Good to see Bobby Kotick actually have to go into court and explain what's going on in his company. That's fantastic. Um, and then especially for the employees over there that's been living in this culture. I will say, uh, if you guys follow some... Christy Gold is a great person to follow on Twitter. We've already suggested her 115 times. Um, follow some of the Blizzard employees on Twitter, guys. They're often hiring, and what's really cool is the employees will say like, hey, I'm looking for somebody on my development team, really group, good group of people, blah, 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 blah. So you kind of get, instead of hearing all this bad press and like, I don't want to work at Blizzard, you can hear from the actual like direct teams and like, hey, it's us and 10 other people. This is what we're working on. We need somebody who knows how to make trees. And like, it's really interesting. So check them out on Twitter, guys. It's pretty interesting to see what's going on on campus. Squeaks, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, yeah. I mean, if you were a shareholder yourself and you hear these stories that come out and say, if, you know, let's just pretend the stocks are out of, you know, have an increase, you're going to pull out right away, right? Because you can just assume yeah. that shit's going to drop right away. So, of course, this has an issue with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no doubt about it. And um, I like what you said, that at least the teams are trying to reach out because not everyone should be uh, have this image to them because not everyone's the problem. Right. It's just right, whatever selected individual. So I like that they're reaching out. Um, but, man, it's just like it's tough right now for Blizzard. It is. And how how can I mean, I know I got people that I know that just are refusing to buy any games right now from Blizzard, taking a break I, from them. I was going to um, play Diablo 2. It just released, they re just released the remake for Diablo 2. I'm not playing it because of it. Yeah, it's it's it, it's intense. Yeah, it's it's you, crazy. You know? Do you guys think there's something they could do across the board? You know, like a, a something to show appreciation to all their uh, employees for sticking through these hard times. And then something like a structure put down for the future to make sure this kind of stuff isn't you know, hidden again. If something happens, everyone's you know, uh, highlighting it and pointing it out. Yeah. yeah. So I think for the employees, John, the only thing that's really going to work out is building that trust back. Um, it's not with like cool gadgets and shit like that or whatever, or raises or anything. I think it's just like you kind of, kind of got, got to get rid of the problem and promise that this is a company that you originally signed up for, um, for customers or like for us, I think it's the same thing really. Get rid of the issue, build that trust back, and 
start playing yeah. Blizzard so games it's not again. Something, not something that can be done in any fast form. Like it has to be built over so. years. I think it could be done overnight, and it's yeah. if you let them unionize. So oh, the yeah. employees want to create a union. They've been they've been trying to do it right now. Um, but Blizzard actually hired a law uh, a law firm that stopped Amazon from being able to make unions, and and so that's kind of like and the Blizzard employees are saying like they're stopping us from making unions. There's things that they're doing internally stopping the employees from being able to make a union. And if they were just back off, say like make a union, guys, so that you guys can like you know sign or you know negotiate with us, whatever. I think that would build back an immense amount of trust within the company. Um, and, and it's really tough to do that though. Grab the reins, be involved in the union making process so you can help draw the lines of who has what control over what so that you don't feel like the company's yeah. completely, you know, not involved. I mean, I get, you know, the union's supposed to be independent, but the idea is that the union's not supposed to be touched yeah. by the company. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but there's yeah. the handshake between the two where they need to have structured right. communication and everything. So a point, you know, a representative, a person that is in charge of the union and stuff, and then you guys start drawing drawing it out, what it looks like. And you know, allow them to develop the union on company time kind of thing. Like, you know, really support them and be visible that you're supporting your, your company and making this. And, you know, yeah, I mean, you want to you wanna build a union and not have all the fears that the company comes with it, that it's going to be so expensive, it's going to shut down the company. So in that process, you know, expo show them, show the few people that you're trusting with the building of the union, hey, this is what it costs to run a business. So if, if you demand a 50% increase on everyone's pay, you know, we're going to have to close the doors and everyone's going to lose. So this is what we can actually do. And this is how, you know, these are the numbers that prove, you know, what pay can be and what increased uh, funding for the facilities and, and quality of work environment. This is all we can really milk out of the company, assuming that you guys really knock out some badass games or something, you know? Well, that that's all part of the negotiation process once the union is formed too. Mm. So yeah, but they, but they need to have that representation. Like my first yeah. thought when I was first thinking about what we should do, it's like, well, why don't you guys make like a Senate where you pick like a president and a vice president and like a secretary, like some sort of council that you guys can like represent the employees. And then it dawned mm -hmm. on me like, yeah, that's called the union. They already have that kind of thing. <laughs> You're not inventing the wheel, Frank. Don't get a Nobel Prize. But mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, if they did like a union or whatever, I think that would even if they, you know, even if you agree or disagree with unions, I think that would pacify the employees the fastest. Yeah. And then you can move forward from there. And the consumers, it would be visible and we would yeah. see like, okay, now we could trust that, that this game is being made safely without blood diamonds in it kind of thing. Right. That's a good way to put it. Like for me, like the thing that gets me to, because guys, I'm not going to lie. You all both know I have an addiction to World of Warcraft. It's a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's true. <laughs> I have been dying to go like level a new tune or something like that, but I've been holding off, you know, out of respect. And I'm like, my big thing is like, if Bobby Kotick gets fired, the top dog gets fired. All right, I'm in. Because they've, they, they've lost J.L. and Brack and a few other big ones. But if actually Bobby Kotick heads rolls, I, I'm logging in that day. <laughs> that's that's the one for me. Um, was yeah. he like a, I mean, I don't know everybody by name, but was he like a big part of this? Bobby Kotick, well, but that's the thing is he's the CEO of the company. He wasn't actually a big part of the sexual harassment part, but oh, okay. he's the one that creates the atmosphere that let it happen. So yeah, to sure. me, yeah. you're just as guilty, you know? And, yeah, and as you know, like as a company HR side of things, it's zero tolerance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, there's no doubt about it with all these things that are coming out that you did not know one thing about it and handled it yourself. Yeah. And I feel like with that kind of thing, if it's like getting high, getting more uh, frequent, that it's not no more of like, well, okay, I'm way above here. You guys need to handle it down here. Right. No, it, it's time for you to handle it yourself. 
All right, let's move on. But before we do, Squeaks, we have to shout out that awesome shirt you're wearing, man. Look at that. <laughs> That's cool. That's like so that. dope. Is, is that like a jersey material? Yeah, it's that jersey. I wore it a, a while back when we all got together. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's like a soccer jersey material. Yeah, they had them for each kingdom too. So for those of you guys that aren't watching, that's a Earthbender from Avatar uh, yeah. jersey that he's wearing with the Toph's name on the back. I think so too. Yeah, nice. I need to get I need to get me one of those. And the yeah. problem is, I'd want the Earth Kingdom one, but yeah, that yeah, was yeah, pretty yeah. dope. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, let's see what we have next here is Nintendo Direct, which was such a surprise hit. Like Nintendo Direct came out and it was like, oh, okay, you know, I'm sure they'll be like they'll announce maybe the Bayonetta thing or whatever. No, we got everything we wanted and more. So, um, Squeaks, do you want to kind of run down what we got from Nintendo Direct? Yes, I would love to. So, <laughs> if I get this mouse working, okay. So, uh, I think some of the big big things, of course, well, I'll just run through, uh, is that the Sega Genesis and the Nintendo N64 type game is going to be coming on the Switch now. Now, obviously, this is a big announcement. I don't know how you two feel about it. I'm kind of like so-so because I'm moving on to the future. I see, I saw the list of names, and for sure, I'll be playing some. So I'm not gonna play the N64 Mario. I know everybody's like, "Oh, yeah, I'm gonna really like get on back on that again." It's like, yeah. okay, we'll just play the new ones. Okay, right, <laughs> I mean, come right, on. Right. But the big ones for the Nintendo side is that I almost beat, and I don't know, shame on me for not finishing them. Is Ocarina of Time is gonna yeah. be there and Majora's Mask. So I'm definitely going to revisit those because they never seem to like do an enhancement on uh, graphics or anything. So basically they look the same no matter when they come out. So I'm yeah. definitely going to be playing these. Are you two going to be interested in any of those uh, Sega or N64 type games? Uh, this is the the news I was hoping for, first of all. Okay. okay. Star Fox 64. Can't wait to get my hands back on that. <sighs> Man, yeah. That's <laughs> so good. But yeah, Ocarina of Time, I've never beat it. So this is my chance. Mm. There, there was like one time they remastered it, but this is going to be the original version. Um, but the, even the remaster was like from a few la- years later. It wasn't really great. Yeah. But yeah. I cannot wait to play this game. That's going to be so good. Mario Kart 64 is good. Uh, Majora's Mask is coming up next. We know that Banjo Kazooie is going to be released with the first patch. So they've already kind of showed the first patch games, some really big titles. Um, this is Yoshi's story is really solid. Yeah, this is really good. John, any big hits here for you? Uh, there was, I don't know if, when it's coming out, but that Vector Man was one of the Sega Genesis games I really yeah. liked. So I thought that'd be really cool. Though I now I'm thinking back, I was so young back when we had a 64 and a Sega Genesis that I don't think I ever finished any of those games. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I played up to like second or third level, and then I'd shut it off and come back and play the first two levels again. Yeah, it's because back at back in those days, we like to go outside. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like turn off and go outside. California wasn't on fire. <laughs> Outside's where the sun's at. Screw that thing. Yeah, right. Star Fox is one of the few games I remember. Like we could beat on the on the regular. Like you just needed yeah. like yeah, two hours to yeah. just beat that game. I think uh, on the second side, though, John. I think uh, Castlevania is actually what I'm hyped for. Yep. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, with that, it brings uh, new controllers. So, okay, I'm thinking. I don't know if I'll use it, but no matter what. I will be buying an upgraded Nintendo 64 controller just to have on my shelf. I've already been trying to pre-order that damn thing. It's not available yet. Yep. God, man, I want that thing. Yeah. Um, you can't play the N64 games without that controller. That's one thing I will say. Like, over any of the system, Whatever. you need that thing. Just to be able to hold the middle. Because that, that, that controller yeah. where you hold the middle and then the side for Mario Kart 64, that's required. Yeah. So I can't wait. That's going to be great. It's funny that when you compare that to newer controllers, it's like, wait, so you have to switch hands when yeah. you're playing game? That doesn't make sense. You have to move your hand. For, you know, they now they integrated to where you got so many buttons in in the same field of reach. So it's funny. Yeah, I, I mean, from that though, for some big ones, we have the Bayonetta three. 
Yeah. Uh, Splatoon 3, which I'm hugely excited for. Uh, Kirby and Forgotten Island. I think that looks really cool because we got this whole like 3D adventure for Kirby I, now. Well, I like that because, you know, like it feels kind of like it's old school Kirby. It's basically like Kirby 64, yeah. actually, speaking of 64. Um, you do take abilities, stuff like that. But it scratches the itch of those people who like those Mario games that come out. Yeah, yeah. They take too damn long to make a Mario game. So use Kirby to fill in the gaps. And I really like Kirby. Yeah, actually, yeah. I like Kirby more than Mario even. So I'm excited for this. This is definitely a purchase for me. No, it looks super nice. Uh, spring, yeah, because yeah. that that's what caught my attention was that whole Mario feel. Yeah, that'd be really good. I think the and then off to the biggest thing. I mean, I'll jump back to Bayonetta real quick. I think that's going to be uh, huge. I think everybody's been waiting for a Bayonetta 3. I love her image. Of course, they always make her look stunning with the new hair again. Um and then I like her first phrase was saying, what was it uh, like? Uh, sorry for taking so long, whatever. But this is what you've been waiting for type ordeal. You know, like yeah. it's I like I like that because it's kind of like a shot to like reality as well. Yeah. Um, and I OK, jump back to Splatoon 3. Uh, like I said, I'm a huge Splatoon fan. I like that we're getting the campaign again like we did number two just to kind of diverge from just the multiplayer. That's the main reason really to play Splatoon. Um. Uh, are you Frank? Have you ever played a Splatoon yet? I haven't yet, but I think this is gonna be the one because they actually are adding a, a campaign to it, so that's a big selling point for me. Yeah, there is a campaign in two. Um, hopefully, they kind of just build and make oh, it a little stronger yeah. than that. Uh, I think with number two, you kind of just pick the world you go or pick the level you go into, and sometimes just bosses. So hopefully, there's um, a little more depth in, into it for the third one. Mm-hmm. But the huge deal. Mario movie. <laughs> okay. Out of nowhere, dude. Out of nowhere. Um, I know uh uh I think well, before we were recording, John had kind of had his feelings, but I think we're gonna get a surprise with these voice actors. I'm actually super looking forward to it. Um Chris Pratt, I think, is gonna do justice for Mario. I think everyone's gonna make this it's gonna be funny. I mean, come on, dude. Jack it Black will, is yeah. Bowser. <laughs> that's good. That's so that's so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, I think the cast is remarkable. I think this is going to be amazing. I trust Illumination with all the other movies that they've done with Secret Pets and Despicable Me. Um, and then think about it this way. I hate people talking shit on our Chris Pat, our American sweetheart. Okay. So. Yeah. I like him a lot. I know everybody talks so much yeah. back about him and I get why they're doing it, but he's a really but nice guy. <laughs> think, think of this. Who would have ever fucking thought Bradley Cooper was going to play Rocket Raccoon the way he did? Right. Good point. No way. Like, no way. I would have never guessed that was him. And then when you see, like, uh, the side-by-sides of him doing the voice, what the hell? So, I think this is what... We're going to get a shocker. I think so. This, I think this is going to be an amazing movie. But didn't they have Vin Diesel play Groot? Remember when we heard yeah. about that? Like, oh, yeah, is, oh, my God. He's such a well-known, you know... Yeah, you're not huge, but he's well known for Fast and Furious. And then you're gonna cast him as this little tree guy. Like, what the heck? Yeah. But it's like, well, you need somebody that's gonna say I am Groot or you know whatever. So sure enough, yeah, it was, it was a good fit. It felt right. I still think it's his best acting role, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> Compared yeah. to those fantastic wow. Fast and Furious <laughs> movies, The Shade. <laughs> Goodness oh, gracious! Black is the the first one I remember him from back in the early nine or wow, mid to late nineties. That was a good movie. I think that's his best role. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, the way you could say I am Groot and change it enough for me to understand. And then when you say we are Groot and I'm crying in the middle of freaking theaters watching a space movie. I don't know. I'm, I'm telling you, maybe that was your best thing. And it's better than hearing him say like, it's all about family. I don't care anymore. It doesn't now, matter. Now, I wonder if the next Guardians of the Galaxy Groot, you know, we finally get a talking Groot because I'm, I'm going to be real. Um, I think it's Groot's fucking annoying. That's all he says. So let me get that talking Groot. 
and wonder if he says <laughs> to the Guardians, we are family, and they just fucking start attacking shit. <laughs> I get up and I throw some popcorn around, man. I honestly, I throw a damn fit. <laughs> I, would, I would laugh so hard. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. I think I would cry in the middle of a space movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, do you think this movie, this uh, Super Mario movie, is going to be like trying to be accurate to the video game? Or do you think it's just going to be like, yeah, that guy's name is Mario, but it's not much more than that? Or do you think they're actually um, going to make it look like Mario? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think, uh, I mean, story wise, I think we'll get the Princess Peach uh, being taken away by Bowser. But because yeah. of this cast, it kind of tells me that this is going to be a little. Um, I don't want to say adult humor, but for the veterans of Mario, you know, I mean, Chris probably comes out and talk about how he like, you know, was a little kid playing Mario and stuff like that. And I think it's going to be a, a nostalgic for us type of people. So I think we're going to get these funny jokes of like Princess Peach is not going to be so ho- helpless. I think she will be a little bit, but I think she's going to be the funny character like, oh, my God, here we go again. Type ordeal, you know, like kind of yeah. those jokes, you know. Uh, this is being done by Illumination, the studio that did like Despicable Me and stuff like that. And let's go over the list real quick of people that we know are playing whom. So we got Chris Platt playing Mario. Anya Taylor-Joy, she's from Queen's Gambit. She's going to be playing Peach. But she has a real like, I'm a badass kind of vibe to her. So I'm excited for that. Charlie Day, who I'm so happy he's finally getting his acting career back off the off the ground, um, playing Luigi. Jack Black playing Bowser, probably the best casting in the entire movie. Kiko Michael Key's playing Toad. Seth Rogen is playing DK. So that's cool. Uh, Fred Emerson. Sounds hilarious. <laughs> I, know. I just can't wait to see him like hanging out. Fred Emerson is playing uh, Cranky Kong, and then like the other ones are all minor roles. <laughs> Go ahead, Squeak. It's like, how do you keep a straight face when you read this cast off and the characters they play? Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. That's so <laughs> great. Be, yeah, and I want Donkey. I, I want Seth Rogen and Jack Black to have some lines together. I'd love to hear that. That's gonna yeah. be so fun. Oh man. It'd be yeah. funny for them to be like tweeting out little clips of them at the studio recording or something. Yeah. Follow Jack Black. He will be doing that. There's no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I think uh, Chris Pratt's voice is going to be a secret until we get that first trailer, though. I don't think he's going to release anything. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to have him try to change his voice at all. If they're just going to go, hey, be, be your voice. They, no, I they have to, one, because I think that's going to be their uproar, right? We know like Mario has this like Italian, super strong Italian type you know voice accent yeah. if we're just gonna get chris pratt's normal voice like he did in the lego movie which i'm not hating on the lego movie i think it's one of my favorite movies of all time it's really, but yeah. you gotta be you know there's gotta be some division between those two you know by the way the cool guys over the lego team uh, right away tweeted out an image of both charlie day who plays the astronaut in the lego movie and chris pratt sure. the plays yeah great chris pratt the plays the main character then those two Lego characters with the Mario hat and Luigi hat on and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's kind of a funny. cute little thing. So it's cool to see the support. It's pretty neat. Also, I got to point out, like, I, I, I do believe this is going to be a lot of fan service to our generation to get us there with our yeah. kids and the next generation. And, you know, there's got to be plenty of elements selling to the next generation to get that hook in. So they become big Mario fans. But this is going to be a cash cow because imagine how much new toys they can make based off of this this uh movie i'm sure they're gonna yeah, introduce some new them. characters yeah, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> easy <laughs> they're gonna be reanimating old characters in a different style so you're gonna be seeing all the new like funko pops and plush and stuff like that coming out and i'm sure they're gonna you know create some new characters so this is gonna be just it's gonna be a lot of new 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 toys i think that'd be uh easy well, to buy yeah i mean i'm been patiently waiting for funko to you know kind of do some rights for nintendo characters i will be on top of that 
Um, <laughs> but I mean, I'm going to Universal this weekend, and I already heard that they launched you the Nintendo. I know I'm going for the Halloween stuff, but they oh, um, that's right. Um, release a Nintendo merch now in the stores because the Nintendo World is almost open. So I'm like, fuck, <laughs> there goes my money. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the the Bowser pop. I'm putting up here somewhere. There's gonna be a Bowser yeah. pop up here. <laughs> By the way, guys, those watching uh, the latest stream of this and stuff like that. This wall is going to change. Hopefully, this next weekend, I'm buying the paint and stuff like that. But today, this whole room is going to be changed. So it's going to be even sexier than normal. We're going to put that nice. big canvas that we got from Anthony of the Geek Freaks logo right there. Nice. This whole room is going to look so classy. Speaking of that, though, this whole room is going away. I will be moving into a room in the garage. So, oh, no. You got downsized. <laughs> there will be a room two feet width is going to be downsized. But I'm going to keep the length. So, okay. um, That's yeah, right. You need a garage. new nursery. Yeah, new nursery. So. <laughs> yep, moving to the garage. Oh yeah, that's right. Nice. Oh shoot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, not to be like this, but I mean, the baby could live in the garage. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> I mean, it'll be a nice room. So <laughs> why do you have to move your stuff? The baby's the a new guy. He's like, I'll move my bed <laughs> yeah. here, and the baby can just live with my wife, and we'll be yeah. Good. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on here, guys. Fantastic Beast three title revealed: The Secrets of Dumbledore. Squeaks. Is this movie even worth watching? No, don't give a shit about the whole series next. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. I haven't watched it yet. And like, I'm only not watching it basically because Squeaks is like, it ain't worth it. Yeah. So if you're a fan of it, let us know why you're a fan of it on the socials. We got the Twitter, Instagram, yeah. and don't bother going to our Facebook because I never check it. Jonathan's in charge of that. And I don't think he knows he's in charge oh, of it. Oh, yeah. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm terrible at Facebook. He just found out he was in charge. Terrible at <laughs> social media. I tried to create like a group so everybody can like, oh, we're all geeks. Let's post together. But nobody posts nothing. And it's like, oh, I well, don't know what to post. It's about. because you have to be the guy leading the group on that, Jonathan. And it's, I know. I know on Twitter, it's not easy. That's why we use Buffer for everything. All right. Moving on. Uh, the Orville season three gets a release like a, date. I like how that was the segment. Okay, done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We're on a time, we're on a time clock now. Uh, Orville season three is uh, getting a release date of March 2022. Jonathan, I want to ask you, do you think there's a chance that you guys would ever discuss Orville on Trek Freaks? So I like Orville. I find it hilarious, but it is definitely not Star Trek. It is... Uh, encouraged or inspired that's a better word inspired by star trek um but it's not in that same universe so i would totally be down to review episodes of it further in the future but i think that might be after we've done reviewed every star trek there is which is going to be like 10 years so. yeah that's 10 years yeah <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe like a, a a whole season review instead of just an per episode review or something like that you guys that's could true do yeah that wouldn't, wouldn't be bad I'd argue One's the like, Orville's more Star Trek than Discovery is in nah, format and stuff. Uh, I mean, it's it's more similar to like Next Gen than Discovery is. That's what I mean. That's what I yeah. mean. Yeah. But there's different flavors of Star Trek when, now. So it's, I just uh, wonder if you have a changing. series, John, where like uh, you do your Star Trek episodes, right? But wonder if you do like outside of Star Trek, like everything that's outside of Star Trek. So you could do like the off stuff of like Discovery and Picard and uh, Lower Decks because I know you're not like a crazy Lower Decks person. He is no, now, actually. We're going to review all those. <laughs> oh, you are now? I watched I thought you were now, talking yeah. shit before. I was going to say, yeah, I'm behind I, was, I didn't like that it was two, like so. a totally different vibe, but once you start watching it, it's like, oh yeah, no, this is, yeah, it's yeah. obviously different, but it's really good. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if like you have that like in its whole. Yeah. So right now we're working on the original series. After that, we're going we're gonna to go in, in time order of when these all came out. So we're going to review every season of every series. So once we get past next gen, deep space nine, Voyager and enterprise, then we're going to move on to discovery and, you know, Picard and lower decks and 
all those Star Treks. I actually have some for you too, John. Uh, oh. Also regarding Star Star Trek. So like, I just need to see you in person because it's a physical thing. So all right. one of these. You let me know when you're free. We'll get together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we do need to get together. Oh yeah, October twenty second, my house. We're watching Dune over here. Yeah, I cannot yeah, wait. Sure. By the way, Jonathan and I are now reading the Dune books. Squeaks, if you want to get on board with that. Uh, Barely cracked right now. <laughs> yeah, what you do is you stop reading those books okay, and you okay. start joining Just us on Dune. Dumpster fire. Dumpster I feel fire like my, my book collection right now, I feel like it's when we were kids playing 64 where you just get a couple levels and we stop playing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like you just said. Dude, there's, oh my God, you're so right. I have a shelf of books that have bookmarks that are in like chapter three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, all right. We're talking about the Emmys. We had the Emmys last week. Uh, we're just going to go real kind of quick over what you guys thought about this. Um, looking at the list of the Emmys, was there anybody who deserved the win more than others? Did you think anything was done right or wrong? I'm going to start off with Outstanding Comedy Series. Squeaks and I, Squeaks actually the one that showed me this series, went to Ted Lasso. They got Best Comedy Actor, direct, um, Supporting Actor and Actress, totally well-deserved. Jason Sudeikis, I mean, he finds a way to make just this like coach who's generally a Ned Flanders nice guy so captivating i can't can't help but watch more and more of him uh any anybody out there standing up to you guys yeah just so you know ted lasso also won outstanding uh lead actor in a comedy series yeah 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 i think cool. they won like seven was it like seven emmys or something total right we're just talking Jeez. about the prime time because if you okay. look at like the yeah. entire yeah because there's outrageous. like the emmys is like split into basically three different sections but the prime time ones are the ones that are the sexy ones those okay. are the ones that happened last week yeah Okay. Yeah, I like the Queen's Gambit. I'm glad they won something. They won uh, Outstanding Limited Series. Yeah. Uh, but they lost cool. big time to all of the, the Crown stuff. The Crown kind of yeah. like cleaned house on all that. And I can't talk shit about it because I haven't seen it yet. And I hear it's really good, but... I'm, it is, I'm, but it's very yeah. slow. It is very good. Actually, I think Sarah would be a big fan of the Crown. Uh, I think she's already watched it, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she has. That's my jam. Uh, it always comes out like near my birthday, so I'm... A very sad middle-aged guy because that's like my big birthday plans. I'm watching The Crown, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can go out and drink, and I have to see what's going on with the royal family. Yeah, The Crown won a lot. That's crazy. Yeah, and then you know Ted Lasso again, so good. What blows me away every time I was just talking to somebody else about this. Uh, Hannah Waddingham, who is the 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 main lead actress in Ted Lasso, you know, talk about Squeaks. Played the the girl from or the woman from Game of Thrones that did the whole shame thing to Cersei. You remember that? Is it just now dawning on you? Remember how they're like shame, shame oh, for yeah. the streets? Yeah. That's her. And it's just crazy. Uh, like if you let me look this up. Oh, what? We got the Googles. We got the Googles going. What? I gotta see how she what, looks like. What was that order called? That there was like the religion that took over her city. Uh, sparrows. Um, gosh dang it! Wow, it's amazing how like five years ago I could have told you. Anything you wanted to know about Game of Thrones, and it's starting right. to slip. It's because it's fill, being filled in by Dune information. Squeaks. Right. It leaks. It leaks out of one ear. Son of a bitch. Yeah, that's her, huh? <laughs> the I'm at her like you would never know with that with the whole headpiece on. That's why I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, bitch. Pretty crazy. And yeah. then even wow. awesome Brett Goldstein got Best Supporting Actor because he's kind of that like sneaker awesome dude in Ted Lasso where you're like, oh, he's just a gruff guy. But then in that first season, when he like starts reading the book to his niece, you're like, oh, he's got a heart of gold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's just really good winners. Uh, OK, outstanding uh, lead actress and a few other things for a limited series was uh, Mayor of Easttown. Have you guys had a chance to watch that? No. Have you? Can't suggest it enough. Super yeah. good. 
Great little true crime series. It was maybe 10 episodes and it's done. They're talking about doing a second season, but the story will be different, right? Because uh, they solved the crap. But it had like that final episode was twist after twist. And it was all well earned. So it was something that like, oh yeah, they did actually kind of reference this and reference that. So it worked out really well. Where, where did you watch that at? HBO. Okay. And so if you don't have HBO, let me know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then a couple of little guys won, you know, basic stuff here. Queen's Gambit got a couple things. Uh, and that's basically it. John Oliver and stuff like that won what they, he always wins that. So, um, but yeah, generally kind of everybody who we expect to win won, except for, I thought WandaVision would have won for best directing because those episodes had to be so hard to direct. I was really surprised mm -hmm. by that. What do you guys think about that? Oh, who won in place of that though? It was, let me double check real quick. Yeah. Scott Frank for Queen's Gambit. Yeah, I don't know, man. Cause I, so I only watched Queen's Gambit just a tiny bit because the wife was watching it. So I really like the visuals on it because if you you watch Queen's Gambit, right, Frank? Oh, yeah. Okay, so like I really like the parts uh, visually when she's looking up on the ceiling and you see the chessboard because she's sticking True. in her head. So I thought like some scenes were like that. I guess you could kind of say, you know, the director kind of did that pretty well, whatever. But for WandaVision, it was just like all about that mystery in the first episode. You're like, what's going on? So I feel like yeah. that was like a bigger hook uh, to... I mean, I mm -hmm. guess a lot of people didn't like because it's like so not superhero, but it's like, dude, there's a mystery to this. So yeah. Sit your ass down and just watch a couple more episodes. That and the idea that like those first two episodes and then it, well, each episode, like if it took place in a different generation, was filmed like you're watching Brady Bunch. It was filmed like mm -hmm. you're watching Modern Family. I thought that was so creative, you know, so that's why I was on to give him the props. I think a lot of the hype in WandaVision was was due to the writing, though. I think they did such a good job in. And I mean, because obviously they had to write That's it true. in all those time frames too. So I don't know if I mean directing was done well, but I think uh, to me the the best part was the writing. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, guys, we have the full list of the the big winners on our website. Go ahead and feel free to go to the geek or to go to geekfreakspodcast.com to check that out. All right, last bit for the day: Marvel's in this big fight to keep their characters, so they might lose. Iron Man, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Falcon, Thor, uh, and oh, I said Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. So a couple important ones. They might keep Hulk, basically. <laughs> just uh, a few. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel might just be the story of Hulk. Uh, okay. So what's happening is the heirs, or like the, you know, the, the, the descendants of some of the big writers that first created these characters. Um, so the heirs of Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, Gene Collin, and there's a couple more smaller ones, um, are filing what's called a termination, uh, uh, a notice of termination on the copyrights. So the idea is like, you invented something, you license it to somebody else, they use it, they're trying to terminate that license. Now Marvel, and most people are saying, well no, they made it as employees at Marvel, so therefore they don't own any rights to it. They just contributed at their job. The families are like, well the way Marvel used to work, was you'd get into a room, you discuss the ideas like, hey, I got an idea for this dude that wears a metal suit and like fights crime with it. And then you would walk away, develop Iron Man into something more and bring it back. So they're saying like, no, maybe they got the initial like group meeting, but they actually developed the character off site. But Marvel's still saying, no, you're still employed by us when you're doing that. So, uh, John, we'll start with you. Who do you think is in the right here? Uh, it's, it's sad. I don't want to see the families get uh, cheated. I'm sure, I mean, I, I would assume they have pretty safe money to live on since they're involved in Stanley and his life and all that. But um, I do think that 
that Marvel is in the right and that the family's trying to break this contract are in the wrong. And if there's a legal way around it, then so be it. That's how the law was written and that's how the agreement was made. And then it's good for them to, you know, get what, what they are due. But I, I don't think it's right. And uh, I think that Marvel has made these characters what they are now, yeah. long after they were written. If they wanted the rights to the images used in the original comic books, that's one thing. That's totally, totally different. Nobody, almost nobody would recognize those images when you bring them up today because they're looking for Robert Downey Jr. When you see his right. face, not even his suit, you see his <laughs> face or hear his voice, you think Iron Man. You know Iron Man. Yeah. You see the little orb in his chest, the energy you know, stone or whatever. That is Iron Man. So when you're trying to say, oh, well, what Stanley created back in the day, it grew and it was morphed and changed. Mostly once Disney bought uh, Marvel, especially, it, it blew up. But what it originally was from the comics is something totally different. So I don't think they have much to stand on with that. Yeah. Uh, Arc Reactor, by the way, for those people who are yelling hey. into their iPods. Arc Reactor. <laughs> Squeaks, what are your thoughts, man? Yeah, I mean... I just think this world is fucked up. <laughs> Let me pray you. Because it's kind of like Marvel made these characters and to see them go away to not, I guess, eventually be Marvel and just to be selfish as fuck and lend them to other people, whatever, and get the money. It's like, come on, dude. Like, they made these characters happen. They deserve to keep these characters. It's like Superman and Batman were to go away to work with... I don't know, fucking image comics or something, something just yeah. random because of whatever it's like, it just doesn't feel right and seem right. Yeah. And what's great that you brought up Superman. So this lawyer who I think is really kind of starting the problems. He already sued DC before for Superman and uh, for the same thing. And what changed was DC was like, we're going to sue you for defamation and all kinds of other things. So the guy backed off. So I'm thinking Marvel who has a far deeper bank account than DC is about to be like, Oh, do you want to know what hell looks like? Let me show you what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking to a army of lawyers that Disney can buy. <laughs> like, yeah. come on yeah, now. Seriously. You ain't going to win, buddy. You get that so. OJ lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, I, it's so tough. It's for hire. It's like the guy that made the big Mac doesn't get credit for making the big Mac. It's a McDonald's thing. Same thing mm -hmm. here. Um, and it's not like they're not getting, compensated i'm sure they do have you know ties now but they also got paid back then it does suck you want to make sure that like, forever stan lee is in i mean steve ditko what a great creator and stuff like that just like jack kirby back in the day but job is done and you guys got paid for it you know what i'm saying yeah you know you know what i'm thinking is uh, if disney wants to get pr out of this honestly is what it would be if they want to be the nice guys and do a really good thing they're known for uh, that visibly right <laughs> they're all about money i mean i get it it's a money making machine uh, right. But they can create, if there's not already, uh, a foundation in Stanley's name and hire and employ all of these people that are involved in the suit under that and say, hey, you'll get compensated very heavily. And we we like that, you know, Stanley, you were related to him. You can help convey his spirit and stuff. What you know, what he really felt in his vision for these comic books. And you guys will do, you know, outreach and charity and help get kids reading comic books and, you know, help. uh inspire the next generation of creative minds and things like that do some kind of good with this foundation that you know and they'll get paid i mean they'll they'll you know get a percentage of of you know a very small percentage of all of these characters that they are claiming they own rights to uh, that way they they feel like they win a little bit and they're doing something good in the process yeah we'll have to see what happens there
Yeah, I can see that, John. I mean, if you think about it, Disney, Disneyland, everything is such an honor to Walt Disney himself, and they keep that like story and image still alive. So I can see them wanting to do that on the stand on the um, yeah. Stan Lee side of Marvel. But you got to be careful though at the same time because Scarlett Johansson wanted to fuck with Disney, and she's probably never going to see a Disney film ever again. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, that, that and Kevin Feige came out and said like we're reached, we're they've been reworking contracts now since then to make sure that that can never happen again. Like she's. Her her reaction has changed how Disney does business going forward to make sure that basically just made contracts far stricter uh, I mean, because I, of her. I think that's a good thing at the same time, though, because it's yeah. like you had this contract of, you know, money and movies. I know we're going off a little topic. That's fine. But nobody accounted for the time that we just fell into, unfortunately, with, with the COVID and of now course. everything being straight to streaming. So it's like she's not fully wrong, you know? Oh, no, I'm not saying yeah. she is. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So it's kind of like it sucks that she got the hit for it really harsh. Maybe they will bring her back, or whatever. But she was kind of the found that could be the foundation of what's in the future for yeah, yeah, I think, Marvel and actors. I think when, and actors. When something unexpected happens like that, the one that takes the brunt of the the for the hit should be the multi billion dollar corporation, right? I mean, they got money to spare. It shouldn't be the single individual actor that is, you know, not suffering but you know, doing without because of you know something that nobody could have expected. Yeah, we're still waiting to see how that shakes out um, for for that lawsuit in particular, but. We know that it also like changed how Corella's uh, Emma Stone's lawsuit was going to go, or contract went. Now her second contract was a lot more uh, defined and actually paid better too because of how Scarlett Johansson's contract went. So, shows, shows. by the way, I loved that movie. I just watched it a couple weeks ago. Corella, I still got to see it. The Corella? Oh, yeah. My God, probably the best acting ever from uh, Emma Watson. Emma Stone. Uh, em- Emma Stone. Yeah, Emma Stone. Yeah, Emma Stone. <laughs> I was like, yeah. was it Emma Watson? Yeah. <laughs> was it called? Yeah. yeah. Oh God, I wish. <laughs> no, um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Avengers Campus should have a big Stanley statue. Let's just throw that out there real quick. I think this is a good idea too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Pretty cool. Um, so if you guys want to follow anybody on Instagram, follow Stanley on Instagram. I don't know who it is. I'm assuming it's his family. Are still Ghost. posting. Could be the ghost of Stanley, which that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, at least he's got his social still. Um, follow that. They post like old images of like dedications or things he's done throughout his lifetime. And that man was always in front of a camera. So those pictures I have never seen of Stanley. Maybe nobody has that are being revealed like on the daily. So it's really cool. Check that out, guys. Stanley on Instagram. I'm not a big Instagram guy, but that's one of the big ones. Hey, y'all. Mid editing, Netflix decided to drop a ton of new announcements. So let's go ahead and go over those real quick so that you guys are all up to date. First off, we have some new footage from Stranger Things Season 4. I can't wait for Stranger Things myself. Uh, Really great show. In the new uh, trailer, we see that there's going to be a level of time travel involved. Sorry, not time travel. It will take place in the past for part part of it. There we go. And then we'll see the current day. It looks like uh, some of the family is going to be going to a haunted house, living in a haunted house. Definitely a shakeup on the main format of the show. Uh, meanwhile, we have seen from the past that we're going to get more of that Hopper and Russia storyline. So it's a little bit of the old, a little bit of the new. Hopefully they don't burn up Stranger Things. I love the show. Please don't mess it up, guys. Uh, you Duffer brothers, we're keeping an eye on you. Next, Tiger King Season 2. Did not know that was a thing. So Season 2 for Tiger King, um, they show a lot of the Carol Baskin side of things. Oh, I think we might be getting a dive into what happened with her husband. Uh, I know that's always been a question following the events of season one, uh, I, I'm down for that. But last I heard, Carol was not happy with how the show portrayed her. I doubt that she'd get in front of a camera again. We'll see how that shakes out. 
The Witcher Season 2. Uh, we have all kinds of new footage from that. It is definitely more comic book accurate, or sorry, more video game accurate now. Uh, we can see that they're hanging out with some people from the uh, games themselves. We put every, all these videos and stuff like that we put on our website. There are three clips from uh, The Witcher, so check it out, guys, okay? Uh, next up, Don't Look Up. It's a movie coming up from Netflix. This was pretty interesting. It's got like Leonardo DiCaprio, Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill, just stunner, stunner, stunner stars. And it, it looks like it's like a satire on the 90s, you know, Armageddon films kind of things where it's like, hey, there's like in this movie, there's a comet coming. Uh, the president's like, well, it's how do we spin this? <laughs> and it's like, you don't spin it. You brace for impact. <laughs> so and Meryl Streep plays the president and she looks like she's just having a good time doing it. So that's good, a lot of, a lot of fun. Ozark season four trailer. This is a very kind of teasery sized trailer. Uh, basically, them just washing their hands, but they are at the villa of the guy that they, I believe he died in the end of season three. Spoiler alert. Um, but like the mob boss, whatever, the cartel boss that they worked for. Things are escalating for the family, and we'll see if they can hold their shit together. They rarely do. <laughs> Things always fall apart for them, but uh, I'm down. All right, the Sandman, we have our very, very, very first peek at this, and we got almost nothing. It's just the summoning of Dream. Uh, there is a cool little line in there. It's like, which one did I get? Did I get, you know, nightmares or I'm not nightmares, but death or this or that. It's like, you got dream, the worst of them or something like that. It's a really cool line that basically shows like how powerful dream is. And he really is. He's a really cool guy. So we'll go into that. We actually reviewed the, um, first big comic book, the audio book of it on the podcast. Um, probably about a year ago now. It was early 2020, I think. Uh, yes, yeah, so check that out. Bridgerton got a new. Oh, I noticed I changed that. I messed that up. Uh, Bridgerton got a new uh, clip, so you guys can see that. They are changing some of the cast up. Cowboy Bebop showed off their new intro. Uh, and it is super anime accurate. It's about as accurate as you can get to the anime without just making it the anime itself. Uh, do check that out. Money High Season 2, Season 5, Volume 2 has some more clips from there that they showed off. And we got our first fight scene clip from Red Notice. This is a new movie coming up. It's a heist movie. Uh, that has The Rock, you know, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, has Ryan Reynolds, and it has Gal Gadot. Three of the hottest actors you can get right now. So, I mean, they're, they're, throwing, they're swinging for the fences on this one. Army of Thieves showed off a full-length trailer. This does take place in the Army of the Dead world. Uh, they do reference that other movie. Zack Snyder's at the helm of this. So, if you guys are Zack Snyder fans, you got more coming. Uh, we got a teaser for Extraction 2. This is the Chris Hemsworth films. Uh, he's got another one on the way. We got a message from the new queen for uh, The Crown Season 5. That's expected November 2022. That was the release date for that. That was what they're announcing. Uh, and then the next couple that I'll make sure to announce, uh, we have uh, Colin in black and white. Really interesting story. They're going to be telling like his life growing up in sports and you know uh, the racial uh, fronts that he had to fight and stuff like that. And you can tell they put a lot of money in this thing. The production quality looks really awesome. Uh, just, it's going to be cool. Baseball. I didn't know he was into baseball as much as he was. And seeing what he went through just on the diamond field, it's like, man, it breaks your heart. So that's going to be worth a watch. Uh, Vikings fans, myself included, the spinoff Valhalla. We got our first trailer. Leif Erikson is who's, who's our main uh, protagonist in this version. Uh, and, I, you know, all I know from Leif Erikson is he came to America at one point or another. So. We're going to be able to dive into the, deep into that, and hopefully at some point they do try to go that cross the Atlantic journey 
which would be such an endeavor on those boats. You guys know those Viking boats. They don't seem like they're up to the task, but apparently they were. That'd be pretty cool. And we have a big fat trailer for Arcane. This is the new series based off of League of Legends. Following Vi and our sister Jinx. Jinx is one of my all-time favorite characters, so I love that. Um, we finally have some plot. We finally get to see how the, the sisters bond slash are constantly at war with each other. And so it'll be really cool to see how they expand that. It's going to be a tricky balance. There's so many characters in League of Legends. And we do see that there's a lot of cameos coming up. I hope they don't just flood it with too many of them, though. Pace it out. You've got a lot of story to tell. Don't try to shove it all in one thing. Be careful. Last thing I want to mention, Inside Job. This is a new animated series uh, that's about like a hidden bureau that does all the conspiracy theories you hear about online. And it looks like it's just basically like an office shenanigan, adult, adult swim kind of show. But I, I think this is probably my sneaker favorite that was announced. <laughs> Watch the trailer, guys, again. It's towards the bottom of our article about this. But this thing's going to be a blast. Really cool voice actors already, you can tell. I can't remember her name, but the main one is she's from Season 2 of Castle Rock. Uh, it's, this is going to be a hoot, guys. This is going to be a hoot, so check that out. Anyways, we have all the, everything that was announced at the Tadum uh, Global Event. I know, ridiculous name, but it's called Tadum. And uh, give it a watch. Check it all out, guys. Let us know what was your favorite, okay? I think that's it for us today, guys. Uh, that's about it. Make sure you guys go check us out on the socials. Uh, we're there all the time. We have a lot of podcasts already in the hopper. We have so many interviews coming up. Uh, and uh, thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Geek Freaks Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Geek Freaks Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week.